Hello, listeners. Welcome back to The Dreaded Question. Today's episode features the amazing, the wonderful, the totally badass Melissa Robinette. I met Mel Rob quite a few years ago, and I took her class, The Biz of Show, when I was feeling in a particularly low point in my career. And I learned more than I could have ever imagined I would learn from her program. The Biz of Show is 12 private sessions over 23 weeks. Over that time, you cover time and money management, marketing skills, how to book work through the audition system, finding your type, building your book, negotiating a contract, uncovering the myths of representation, and so much more. Melissa refers to it as a lifestyle change, and I couldn't agree more. Additionally, Melissa offers several one-off webinars and lots of free stuff, so be sure to check out her website, which I'll be linking in the show notes. On top of Biz of Show, Melrop has created Showgirl Skincare. She's the first national VP of Actors' Equity. She has an illustrious acting career, and she has two amazing pit bull rescues. I'm out of breath from just talking about all the amazing things she does, so let's go ahead and dive into Melissa Robinette's answer to the dreaded question. So, Melissa Robinette, what are you up to? Everything and nothing. Everything and nothing. Tell me what that means. Everything and nothing. Everything and nothing. To be honest, it's kind of a big fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I love a big fuck you. (laughs) Because (laughs) this is terrible. The people who usually ask that question, Mm -hmm. they don't ask about you, the human being. They ask about... It's a loaded question for, are you working? Mm -hmm. And... Frankly, I've gotten to the point where it's kind of none of your business. Yeah. Right. And I love just the veiled of, like, everything and nothing. It leaves it up to the imagination to fill in that blank of, what does that mean? Well, and then they always follow up with, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm great. Yeah. Like, everything and nothing? That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yep. So that's just, that's it. Yeah. I love that. And... Well, I, I want to ask you, do you think that that interpretation of the question being about whether or not we're working, do you think that's on us or do you think that, that, that that's definitely what they're asking or do you think that's just how we take it? I'm going to talk out both sides of my mouth here. Do it. I'll I think it. part of it is culturally mm-hmm. and part of it is desperation. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's people trying to grasp on to are you successful or not in that moment of what their definition is, which is, are you working? Yes. And I think that is very toxic and I won't, I refuse to play into that. Yeah. Yeah. I've started, um, I started answering it with whatever I'm watching on Netflix. (gasps) Love that. So what are you up to? Oh my gosh. I'm watching so much of special on Netflix. Have you seen it? It's so great. And I mean, who can argue with that? I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's new. I'm trying it on, but I'm enjoying it so far. I might steal that from you. Please, everyone is welcome to it. I think it's it's a good one. I have to, because I don't watch Netflix, so it would definitely sure. be like, what book I'm reading. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That totally works, too. And then people are like, what? You read books? You're so smart. Oh, my goodness. By the way, I'm reading the best book right now, everybody. Yes, please tell us. Go by right now. Right now. Um, it's called Indivisible by, last name is Carter, 
Here's the important part. It's about Eunice Carter, who was the African-American female lawyer in the 1930s who took down Lucky Luciano in New York City. Whoa. I have chills when I talk about it. It's written by her grandson. I can't put it down. I've literally almost missed my train station a couple times during it. Yeah. It is so empowering. It is so beautiful. It is so good. And I'm just a lover of true crime anyway. And when a badass lady is going to take down a badass patriarchy guy. We'll take it. Sign me up. (laughs) I'm linking in the show notes so we can all experience this as well. Now I'm having that nervous podcast brain. So it's either invisible or indivisible. And I can't remember. Hi, listeners. Lily here. Confirming that Mel Rob was indeed having podcast brain happens to all. The book is called Invisible by Stephen L. Carter. I'm linking it in the show notes. Go read it. I must say that was very compelling to listen to. So if that's your answer to the dreaded question for all of the listeners out there, if that's how you answer that question, like, I'm compelled. Thank you. Isn't that so much more interesting than someone being like, well, I, I I worked in a I was in a show I was doing a show and um you know it was really it changed my life and you know like oh, okay great that's wonderful if that's true whatever but that was much more compelling to me to hear about that amazing book thank you and I'm all about lately no more shame drain in this culture no more shame drain I'm I'm done because I, I also tangent. I also feel like there are so many folks out there who every job that they get in the theater world Mm -hmm. is a problem. And, oh, my gosh, this contract. And I will say, I was one of these people in my mid-20s. Absolutely, because that's all I was surrounded by. Yeah. So every contract was a not fun experience of my own doing. And then I realized, my mom pointed out one day, she goes, if you don't love this, you need to stop. And I was like, oh no, I love this. I need to change my perspective on this in a big way. For sure. And that's a whole nother part of the everything and nothing because I don't want to complain about my last job because I actually had a blast. And I don't want to feel bad about saying I had a Last. I, had, I was on a gig and I felt amazing and I felt fulfilled. Yep. And I learned stuff. Yeah, we feel like nobody wants to hear that or you you seem braggy or, you know, because jobs can be hard to come by yes. and everyone has their times of being in between gigs. You want to be sensitive to that. Like, we're sensitive people and that's awesome, but you shouldn't feel ashamed of being happy. Absolutely. And the worst part is when you're in a really good place Mm -hmm. and you watch the other person when you answer the dreaded question start to go down the shame drain. And it's like, no, 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 no. Come back. Come back with me. Come up. Come to the light. (laughs) Yes. Come up. (laughs) Yeah. You're so right. You're so right. Like, we never want to make someone else feel bad, but that shouldn't be at the expense of our own truth, happiness, success stories. Success stories because. My personal success has nothing to do with you. Your success has nothing to do with me. Yes. That's a big theme, I think, especially for actors, is another person's success is not my failure. Yes. Which, I mean, we can all think of a million reasons why it doesn't feel that way, because somebody else booked the job and I didn't. Like, her success is my failure, but 
it doesn't work like that. It's really not that way. And you have no idea what that other person was going through and how much that other person needed that job. I have been, I, I'm a big meditator as well. Yes. Um, big. I have to do it at least once a day. Yeah. Um, and I have been meditating on everything is as it should be. And I did not believe it before. Mm-hmm. And now I, I'm at the place where I can look back at my life and go, thank goodness I didn't get yes. that job because I would be a destroyed human being because this in my life happened and I couldn't have dealt with both of those things at the same time. Yeah. Um, and that sounds a little dramatic. It's not always that dramatic. But like that. <laughs> sometimes it is. It is. Yeah. And, and I'm just so thankful of like, oh no, everything is as it should be. Yeah. I love that mantra, motto, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. It is it's very comforting and there's something about like you said when you first started meditating on it you didn't necessarily believe it Mm -hmm. but the more you say it the more it just starts to feel true and the more you're able to recognize it as it's happening too and I've found a lot of empowerment through it um and just by finding the fun through my art yeah. Um, so now, lately, I've been... What are you up to? Well, uh, <laughs> I've been playing the piano at home for me and doing uh, songs that I want to do. Yeah. You know, all of the Sarah Barrialis repertoire. We um, all want to sing it. We exactly. all want to be Sarah B. Well, and I never wanted to be that girl, so I yes. just stayed away. And I'm like, nope, I'm living my best life with my yes. piano and my dogs, and we sing together. And I've been finding so much fulfillment and joy through that. Mm-hmm. I've been reading like these dusty old books on acting yeah. and like just dusting those off and being like, wow, this is sometimes like watching paint dry, but yeah. I understand it and I'm, I'm seeing it from a new perspective in and a then, different way, yeah. yeah, and then taking that and doing it in my living room and then taking what I did in my living room and doing it in the audition room yeah. or in class. It's been, I've, I've found a whole new perspective yeah. this year alone on craft side. Yeah. That's amazing. Did something happen that ignited that change? Yes, big time. A couple things. Um, My husband and I recently bought a house, and we moved up to the Hudson Valley in Peekskill, New York. Um, Congratulations. That's so exciting. I... So, I grew up in the circus... In a car, yeah, in a car, in motels. Like, three of my best friends constantly tell me, you grew up in motels. Yeah. And they, especially when I get bratty, they're like, you you grew up in motels. I'm thinking of it as like, look at you now. But they're like, remember who you are. (laughs) But also for the first time in my adult life, I have nobody living above, below, or on either side. Wow. I've never thought of it that way. Since I was nine. It's been that way. And to have the ability to stamp around in my house. So that has completely changed my life because it's almost $40 round trip for me to come into the city. Yeah. So that audition, that what I call back, that's got to be worth that. And that has freed up so much because I do have a parallel career where it's two of them where I work completely remotely and I have been able to stop the hustle and stop I never thought of myself as I should go to that audition sure until I moved yeah and then it's a whole new ball game yeah because I'm not well I'm kind of right for that job at 40 bucks is it worth 40 bucks right 
Wow. Yep. That, that's really cool, that forced perspective for you. Yeah. It, it's like a new filter it has to, to get through to really be worth it. And if we all kind of thought of it that way, I wonder what auditions would look like. It's terrifying and freeing at the same time because sense. it's expensive. Yeah. That's a lot of money. But on the flip side, I'm not hustling all over the city right. or getting MTA'd every day because mm-hmm. I used to live off the end train. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone who lives over I there. I still do. <sighs> that whole hour train ride I use to read or focus or memorize or I'm also learning a new language right now. Casual. Yeah. Well... I actually, I put my phone on um, Do Not Disturb all day, yeah. and I also limited my social media apps to 10 minutes a day. Amazing. Because the iPhone has that. I was going to say, do you use like an app to do that, or you... It, it's in the iPhone. Okay. Like, I, I didn't know. Grandma doesn't fully understand. I'm horrible with technology, too. So. Same. So, my husband told me about it, and he's like, no, you can limit this. And then I realized how much time, plus yeah. how much time I was spending on social media and yeah. I was like I've always wanted to learn Hungarian my, my family's Hungarian we use Google Translate to communicate yeah. it would be nice to communicate for real Yeah. so I did a one week trial and I was like let's see how much this does and I totally fell in love and now I have a I think almost 200 uh, flashcards um, yes. that I have been working on and I'm pretty solid on them but you did a one week trial of what? Of, it a- it's an app called Innovative it's a great tool and they give you all these different modules that I understand because I checked out other apps and I just didn't get it. Yeah. And they encourage you to like listen to the radio, get the flashcards, get, you know, all of those. They encourage you to reach outside of their app, which I also really liked. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's amazing. And I love that you took time because that's one of those things that we would all always say like, oh, I would love to learn Hungarian someday, but I just don't have time. And I love that you were like, well, how much time am I spending on social media? This much? What if I made that 10 minutes? There's time. Yep. You literally, like, carved it out. Yep. And found it. And that's all it takes. Yeah. For really any language or craft, I think. Yeah. 10 minutes, really, even to keep your house clean. 10 minutes a day. It's true. It's true. The little things really do add up with anything that you do. It's mostly about do the repetition. Yes. About doing it frequently rather than for long periods of time. Exactly. That's awesome. You're amazing, Mal Rob. No, I just do what I want to do. Doing what you want, doing what you want to do, I define as freedom. Oh, yes. That's my definition, too. Yeah. It's the closest thing that I have to, like, a life mantra. Do what you want. And people are like, oh, you you don't always do what you want because do you want to pay taxes? Do you want to work a day job? Do you want to... And I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to go to jail. Next question. You know, like, yeah. if you think about it... Why would you ever do something you don't want to do? Well, and the people who ask those questions... Yeah. I just want to say I just graduated therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very zen right now in this moment of my life. Yeah. I just want to reach out to them and go... And touch them and say, why are you so angry? Yeah. And I think that's also the freedom of, like... That, that freedom doesn't come from a place of, like... I don't care. I'm burning everything down. That's That's anger. Mm -hmm. Where freedom is the ability to truly, I think right now, Mm -hmm. is to sit with yourself in silence. Yeah. And I don't think right now we are doing enough of that. And I think that we need to really encourage people to do more of that. I think you're absolutely right. 
Well, I definitely, we need to dive in and talk about biz of show. Yeah. Equity. Uh, sure. Showgirl skincare. Yeah. I want to hear about it all. Okay. Because Mel Rob does a lot. I, I do a lot because I, I get distracted by shiny things. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I I know a lot of creative minds are that way. A lot of creative minds think of good ideas, think of interesting things. But actors especially notoriously have very low levels of follow-through. Yes. And I think you have impeccable grit and follow-through. Yes. Because you pursue what matters to you, what you want to be doing. So, yeah, I guess you could call that being distracted by shiny things. But following that and doing something with it, that's rare. Thank you. Um, I think a lot of that drives from I fear actually, when I was younger especially, I did not want to end up like my parents. Yeah. So, uh, short of the long, my parents were in the circus, uh, my aunt and my uncles too. My parents are now gone, but my father uh, passed away when he literally dropped dead, destitute. His house was paid off, his car was paid off, he had very little bills, but he had nothing. My mom pretty much passed away the same way. My aunt, who fell off the trapeze twice, lives off of my grandmother. She had to marry her best friend to have health insurance. So that was my reality growing up. Mm -hmm. And I did not want that for me. Show business was not an option. I mean, there was no other option than show business. It was show business or show business. So (laughs) thankfully, yeah, (laughs) thankfully I liked it and it worked out well, but um, I just did not want to end up destitute. Yeah. And and I've, I've been climbing out of the car and motel since. Yeah. And you've created some amazing things along the way. I mean, speaking of show business, biz of show has been a game changer for myself. Thank but you. for so many people I know. And it's such an amazing... There's such an amazing list of people who have taken that class who really have been changed by it. And you should be really proud of it. Thank you. I don't take the credit, though, because as you know, I just do what my mom do what my mom did to me and stage mom the shit out of your life and boss you around and tell you what to do. And then you do it. And then you go, oh, yeah. this makes sense. And yeah. then it, it's like a key unlocks and the door opens and then yes. the next door and the next door. And it just comes into this beautiful circle of like, oh, I know what I'm doing now. Yes. Well, it was such a major knowledge gap for so many people myself included I mean your kind of tagline you have the talent learn what to do with it it. that was me I graduated college Mm -hmm. I came here bright-eyed and bushy-tailed I knew what I was doing you know I had a great great training great degree was ready to go you had the grit you had the determination you had all of that but I got here and said okay now what do I do yeah (laughs) hello anyone and luckily you were there to answer the call and really filled that knowledge gap for me. But without it, you know, yeah, I was this wonderful performer existing in a void with, with no opportunity. Yeah. Well, and I think the, the, the biz of show works backwards. Mm. And people get very frustrated with me because I do make you focus on four areas of your life. You as a human being, the things that surround you, your financial life, and your craft life. There is no career. Because I think when you put a career, it's on a pedestal. The only thing that's going to happen is it's going to get knocked off and smashed to a million pieces on the floor. 
ain't nobody got time for that. Life is too short. Mm -hmm. So we focus on separate areas, especially you and your life and your streams of income, which is everything. Yes. um, So that way you can afford to live your life and not be mad, sad, broken, angry. Yeah. And once you kind of figure out your life side of it, the career dominoes start to just fall into place and it turns into this. And look, it's not always like strawberries and champagne (laughs) but you can figure out how to choose your own adventure from there yeah absolutely i very much believe that the universe brings you what you already are yes and i think that's one of the great powers of meditation yes is meditating on being abundant and you will just find that all of these things start coming to you as if attracted by a magnetic force yeah And I think that's what the biz of show really kind of achieves is you get each area of your life in order Mm -hmm. and then the universe sees, oh, wow, your life is in order. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Yep. And I'm sure there's, I've personally experienced this, there is some overwhelm that comes with that, that suddenly you're getting everything you wanted. (laughs) Oh, and that still happens to me. (laughs) I literally was crying two days ago because I had, I was surrounded inside. Another Mm -hmm. thing about moving up north, real quick. Because I'm being more choosy about my auditions, Mm -hmm. I'm getting called back. It depends on the week, but uh, every four to five auditions I go to, and I'm talking EPAs and ECCs, I get a call back. That's amazing. So, And you know why Mel Robb knows that? Because she tracks her auditions, and she gets data and statistics from it. She was the first person I ever heard talk about this, and it was a huge... When I was feeling at my lowest low awful about myself... Mel Rob and I went through all of the auditions I had gone through in the past, like, six months. And you're like, okay, you're getting called back 75% of the time. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, all of... I went from feeling like a total failure to being like, I get called back 75% of the time. Which is stupid high. Which was amazing. And I... But I was feeling... But I didn't see that. Yeah. I saw I didn't book any of those jobs. Yeah. So, um, first of all, everybody can go to thebizofshow.com, click on free, and there are two options there. You can sign up for a free 15-minute session with me, and you can get the free audition um, workbook, which has all the details of audition tracking. And this was something that my mother had me do from when I was... Oh, I've been doing it for as long my whole life. And she made me track everything because then you can pull, I mean, down to what you wore, what happened, did they like your shoes, what, what quote unquote feedback, you sound great, by the way, is not feedback. (laughs) Um, That's a thank you. Um, But like, sometimes they'll be like, oh my gosh, that song was perfect for you. Write that stuff down because that's just data that's going to help you in the long run. Um, in fact, I've been told at a couple auditions, don't ever sing that song again. Excellent. Thank you so much for the feed. I did not go to the dark place because I was like, oh, thank you. That's such a gift. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, but by tracking all of that, you can figure out what is working and what is not. That was a big game changer for me. You were the first person awesome. who really introduced that to me. And like I said, it took, nothing had changed. Yeah. I hadn't, you know, it was just knowing the information and seeing it in a new way, you yeah. know, and having something to celebrate, celebrating those smaller successes along the way or other successes along the way was just a big mindset shift for me. Well, and celebrating the successes is everything, everything. Everything. Like we have a rule in biz. If you get an offer, whether you take it or not, Mm -hmm. go celebrate that. When you take the contract, go celebrate that. You don't have to like be that actor that like 
invites 500 Facebook friends to a bar to be like, I got a job. Yes. But like, just take your, like what I do is I take my, if I take the contract, uh-huh. I take myself out to dinner with my contract and the rule book because I'm a nerd and of I read it. love rules. Yes. And I read it and I sign. And this meal has been all the way from like, you know, a, a food cart because I didn't have any money right. <laughs> to like a nice steak dinner. There are no rules about the dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's a peanut butter cup. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a nice tradition and it's a great way of acknowledging the success mm-hmm. for yourself because if you don't feel like it's a success, yeah. inviting 500 friends on Facebook to go out and celebrate you isn't going to make it feel more like a success. No. Because then you'll find yourself being like, yeah, I mean, it's a cruise ship, but, you know, it'll it'll be good money. Or, you know, you find yourself making those excuses. Yes. Whereas on the inside, maybe you're like, I've wanted to travel the world my whole life, and now I get you on a cruise ship. Yep. We, we do that thing that you were talking about. We're apologizing for the success yeah. and turning it into a negative. Well, and that has, has been so liberating in the last couple of years. I've been working at the same theater over and over mm-hmm. for many reasons. And I actually recently had a student that I love her. She challenged me. She was like, well, why do you just keep going back to that small theater in rural West Virginia? Wow. And I was like, fair, actually, <laughs> because I've turned down other jobs to take those jobs. And I said, oh. well, a couple things. One, it's in rural West Virginia and statistically the fact that they have an equity theater is like amazing that should be celebrated yeah two the theater is run by women Mm. another statistical anomaly yeah um and i love that three they let me bring my 85 pound dog which if that's not success i don't know what it is (laughs) so true um and four I get they do these weird shows like last year we did a day in Hollywood a night in Ukraine and I got to play Harpo Marx so I got to and I was doing all of the tricks that my aunt used to do in her act in the circus that's incredible and I got to ride a a radio flyer trike exactly like Harpo Harpo Marx had I had one when we were on the road and it was in the car with us and so I literally I like cried when I saw it and I like sat on it and I was like my friend you know because I didn't have any friends on the road I didn't know what kids were at all lions and tigers and elephants not a problem children not a clue what to do with them yeah (laughs) and I and it was just like nobody else is doing this show yeah I didn't have to fight for the role right it was kind of just handed to me and I get to like live my best childhood circus life again yeah I'm gonna go back to do that (laughs) feels right yeah that's amazing so and that's I I just and that's the difference when it's um, when we go back to these regional homes with intention yeah. and when we want to and we feel valued and we feel respected yep. versus when it's kind of out of a place of fear yep. of, I don't think I'm going to get anything else. Yes. And, and so let me just take this contract and then I don't have to audition or do whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a really important difference. And those homes are so great because, and we forget this, they stretch you. Once yeah. they have your trust and you have their trust, like they let me do that that role. Uh, they also asked me if I wanted to do my first Shakespeare play. So I did yes. that last year. They asked if I wanted, because I've been trying to break into mom roles. She was like, do you want to play Ma Cratchit in A Christmas Carol? Yes. Yeah. So I'm also building up not just my resume, but like the craft side, because she knows that's what I want to do is right. go into more plays and mom roles. Yeah. And 
just the chance to not have to fight with people who have played moms for their for right. the last 10 years of their life. Exactly. I hope to get there, but I'm not right. there yet. But right, what a, a kind of a, a safe space for you to start trying on those hats and those roles and and fail. And, yeah. <laughs> oh god, did I fail? <laughs> I can't imagine that, but it's wonderful that you've had a space in which to do that, and then you can get better at that in a safe space, or yeah. like with the mom roles, grow into that type, you know, more fully. Yep. And then by the time everyone's ready to see you as a mom, well, that's actually something I've done. It's yep. not completely new for me now, now that I'm fully ready for it. Yep. That's really, I mean, that's a really incredible benefit, and yeah. it's... It's also a testament to you knowing how to build that relationship and you yes. being able to see a good thing when it's presented to you. Yep. So rather than being like, oh, it's just a small theater in rural West Virginia, screw them, you were able to see a good thing when it was in front of you. And I just want everybody to know I rolled my eyes so hard just then they sprained the in biggest my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I, and I used to be that, that frankly petty person and I just don't like why why don't people in rural areas deserve an awesome theater there so there's a couple families there that I've absolutely fallen in love with Mm -hmm. in West Virginia I've gotten to know the community very well um in fact my social calendar when I'm working out there is insane you're like guys I'm here to work yes and like there's one board member Judith I love you so much Judith her dog and my dog are friends they play together she has us over for dinner I mean it's it's awesome but there's one family that uh this last time I was there over Christmas I just fell in love with and I have two best friends that work at that theater a lot. And they knew this family and I didn't. So then I kind of got brought in and got to know them. And one of their children is dying to be an actor in New York. She's never been to New York. She's only seen shows at that theater. Wow. And I was like, huh. So I get on Marco Polo and I was like, guys, (laughs) I have this insane idea. I have enough Amtrak points to get her here. I think somebody in this group, the three of us, has enough points to get her back. Can we sponsor a trip? I'll take her to shows. We can just split it between the three of us. It won't cost, frankly, that much because she's here for like three days. Yeah. So we made that happen. And then an even better thing... In that show that we were doing, there was a, a an actor who's a New York actor. He helps run an off-Broadway theater company, and mm-hmm. he was doing a reading, and he needed teenagers. So he the serendipity. Re- yes, and it was the week that she's here. Of course. So she's Why here doing an off-Broadway reading. Like, can I have her life, please? That's amazing. Right? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what have I done here? Yeah. And so we've all been, like, kind of sharing, carting her around and everything. And That's like, so awesome. It's been incredible. You and, guys are amazing for doing that. Well, people gave us that opportunity. Yeah. you got to pass this shit forward. Yeah, you're so right. We've all had someone in our lives do something to some extent yeah. like that for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you definitely got to pay it forward. That's really amazing. And, again, like... She deserves that in she her tiny West Virginia town. That, yep. that should not be an obstacle to her getting to experience something like this. Well, and the best thing today, she was walking around, um, and she's known as the liberal feminist in West Virginia at her high school. Yes. And she noticed that everybody here wears Doc Martens. And she's like, I feel like these are my people. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, 
because everybody just doesn't yeah, care. And I was like, feeling of belonging. Yes, that's really amazing. Yes, to see that. So it's been awesome. That's really beautiful. No. What do you want to talk about next? Let's do showgirl. Um, <laughs> I know you always ask, what have you failed at recently? That. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've been making my own skincare for years, and then I got into makeup uh, remover and sugar scrubs, and I call it stinky dancer powder, but powder (laughs) for post-dance class, because we all know that. We all know it. Um, And now I'm starting to get into hair moisturizer, and I did it, I got it all done, ready to go, and then... I just got distracted by life yeah. and I haven't done much with it and I have all the ideas all the ideas are written down mm-hmm. but I just haven't taken the action um but I, I've been selling actually I've been selling pretty well mm-hmm. I should go back and look at my spreadsheet actually because <laughs> um, I feel like it's your oh I got 75% callbacks not right. bad <laughs> you're like feeling terrible about it then you so, look at the numbers yeah and the numbers don't lie totally um but I I have been just trying to get that together and yeah it has been lovely I love that I'm using products that like I made in my home I know what is in them yeah all of that because I just got sick of spending $60 for an eye cream that like typically gave me hives oh right (laughs) you know (laughs) it has like nothing interesting or exciting in it right why is it so expensive and like all of these words that I've never heard of and then like yellow number five and green number four I'm like why is that in a skincare thing that makes no sense no so I started doing that and um it's been great but I definitely want to kick it up to the next level I just gotta do it (laughs) I know I feel like that's often the thing is the once it's all figured out and together and like ready to go Okay, now what? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've, I've toyed around with, like, maybe even hiring a business coach just to focus on that. Yeah. But I also am like, oh, but that cuts into my Hungarian time and my me time. Right. And so... Yeah, and sometimes it's just, what do, what do I feel like prioritizing right now? Yes, yes, and that is not that. But uh, but if anybody's interested... Yes, please. <laughs> showgirlskincare.com. Um, okay. The website sometimes doesn't work, so if it doesn't, email me. That's what I mean by failure. <laughs> no, we've all been there. We've all been there. But I think it's a really amazing thing that you do, because I remember even a, a few years ago, your famous eye makeup remover yeah. was just a thing that you made for yourself, and then if friends wanted it, like, yeah. sure, and... The, the fact that you've made it into something is really cool and expanded it. And I think that's really exciting. I'm excited. Oh, one other thing about the business show. Yes. Um, on Instagram, we're changing up everything that we do on Instagram. And we are becoming the regional theater platform. Yes. Um, I think that's such a great idea. Tell us more. Thank you. Um, so I, I, I was just like trolling around in my whopping 10 minutes that I'm allowed on the internet <laughs> like you do. for regional stuff and there's no outlet of like no. what do I even pack for right. a regional gig so every month we are choosing topics this month is regional packing and we're also doing free giveaways so this month it's a free regional theater packing list yes. next month is we are taking the shame out of parallel incomes and careers yes no more no more That's everybody huge. it's okay to like money it's okay to make money. Yeah. And if you make money that is beyond your art, that is acceptable. Yeah, you're so right. There's so much. I felt this when I did work in restaurants mm-hmm. that 
you know, people would say, well, you know, what are you doing or where are you working? What are you up to? All that. And I would say, like, oh, you know, just working at the restaurant and, you know, like it sucks. I never hated the restaurant industry mm-hmm. until I hated the restaurant industry. Yep. But before I hated the restaurant industry, I quite kind of liked it. And I was good at it. Yeah. And I could kind of unplug my brain and just do my thing. And I always worked at restaurants that respected me mm-hmm. and treated me well. And thanks to Mel Rob, paid me well. And I worked at really great places. Yeah. But I was so used to this narrative that, oh, no, I don't like this. This is a soul-sucking job. This is soul-sucking, right? I'm supposed to think this is soul-sucking. Otherwise, I'm not a committed artist. Yes. So, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I hate that. I hate that. And, you know, I just, I do think that there is, you're supposed to feel ashamed when you work at a restaurant when you're an artist. That's supposed to be a cliche. It's supposed to be this, that, or the other. And if it is for you, if you do hate it, get out. Yeah. Go find something better. else for sure. But also take a second and really be present enough to say, okay, wait, do I hate this? What evidence is there that I hate this? Well, and also look at the bigger picture. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I have had a couple students who worked in fine dining. Uh They worked max 30 hours a week. Mm -hmm. They were out of their restaurant by 11 p.m. And they probably cleared 80 grand a year. Yeah, that's 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 insanity. That is crazy. And to the point where I was like, Maybe I should. Should be. I? Yeah. <laughs> and they had health insurance and like all of the. And I'm going, well, and they say, they, they were like, I'm afraid to say I like this. Yeah. Because there's two things there. I'm afraid to say I like this, number one. Or because I'm afraid that I won't want to take acting jobs anymore. And mm-hmm. to that, I always say, what's the problem with that? Right. There That's isn't true. one. That's true. If it's not worth you leaving this great setup you have for yes. yourself. So that you can make $150 a week playing a role you're not even interested in. Yeah, the ass end of the cow and gypsy. Right. You know? (laughs) If that's not worth it to you, then that's kind of awesome. Um, Also, there's nothing wrong with the ass end of a cow and gypsy. (laughs) Spoiler, that is totally a dream role of mine that I never got to play. So, just so we're clear. (laughs) She just doesn't want anyone else to play that role so that she can definitely book the role. (laughs) I seriously, at this point, want my resume to be, like, the most ridiculous things in the best of ways. Like, Harpo Marx. Yeah. I would kill to play Milky White. Yeah. Like, all of these, like, really weird... You're like, is Second Tree from the Left a real role? Can I play it? Yes, actually. Like, that's... And that's kind of what I did in the Shakespeare play. Like, and I loved it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, but that's another great example of a reframe. You can frame working in a restaurant as horrible. Yeah. You can frame being the ass end of the cow uh, as being horrible. Yeah. Or you can really check in with yourself and see how you're actually feeling. Yeah. You might come back on the other side and say, no, it really is horrible. I hate it. Yeah. Cool. Great. Let's move on. But if by chance, maybe it's not so bad, yeah. feel okay with that. Yeah. Because I think there is a lot of shame around enjoying that or I think that's part of the reason people don't create parallel careers for themselves. I completely agree. Because and I see they don't want to like something else. Yep. Yep. And I also think that there, we have been fed and you have talked about this on your podcast before of like, if you can do anything else, do that yawn. Because I, especially when I started getting involved with equity, I was seeing these amazing badass women Mm -hmm. who quote unquote, from my perspective, had it all. Mm. And I still think they have that. And I was like, that's the life I want. Yeah. That they have it 
all. Yeah. And and it was their version of all, not mine. But I loved that and I was like, oh, hot damn, this is the life I'm going to build for myself. Yeah. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting it all. It's yeah. just what is your definition of all. Yes. For me, it's puppies. <laughs> yes. I want all puppies. the puppies. So many sweet puppies. <laughs> and peak skill. Yes. And all of... Yeah. Yep. And you can. And, and there's no reason to feel limited to any one thing. Or, like, you have to be ashamed if you like anything else. Yeah. And unfortunately there is still a lot of shame around that mm-hmm. um i do also want to take this opportunity to finally appropriately credit you for the term parallel career I oh have- no 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 that's from the ensemble i stole that from the ensembleist nika graf lanzaroni um that's all that's all her well then i'm glad to finally credit the appropriate person because i've used that term I heard it for the first time ever from Mel Robb, and I use it all the time very freely, and I have never appropriately cited my source. So, Nika. Nika, thank, thank you, you Nika. so much. That's a really... It's a, I love the distinction between that and a survival job. Yes, and I, I love the distinction that you can put it down for a while and come back to it. Yeah. Whatever it's acting or the other source of income you can just literally choose your own adventure and have it all yes well you brought up equity i would love to hear about your journey starting to work at equity and what you do with them okay so first i don't work with equity i'm an i'm an elected official so i run yep i run a an a campaign and um i have lost before Mm-hmm. The first time I ran for National Council was 2009, 8, something like that. 8 or 9, about eight or nine. 10 years ago. Yep. And, uh, and I was elected on, and I originally walked into the union building because I was complaining to my grandmother about how terrible the union was. Mm. And my grandmother is the social butterfly of social butterflies, and she's <laughs> like, wait, 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 are you involved? And I was like, <laughs> No. <laughs> what is that? Right. And she was like, no, 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 no. You can't complain unless you're yeah. involved. And I was like, oh, but then I get to complain? And she was like, yes. I was like, I'm getting involved. <laughs> if everyone adopted that mindset, the world would be a very different place. Well, and that's actually what started, because I'm a huge activist. Yeah. And that's what really started. I was like, oh, but if you get involved, then you can complain. And then you can <laughs> fix the complaint. Yeah. Holy crap. So I got, I walked in and I signed up for a committee nine times because there was like a communication problem and la 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 la. That all, that all has now been fixed. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, so I got involved, I got on committee by accident. They, they were looking for people for this certain committee and, they, and I was so broke. Yes. So broke 10 years ago. And they were like, we feed you lunch. And I was like, I'm in. Sounds great. <laughs> like, totally and I, was, and I was like, um, I have food allergies. Is that They're like, we'll accommodate you. I was like, I'm in. I'm officially in. Yes, I'm in. And that was the game. The free food was the gateway free drug. Free is very motivating. Especially when you're broke. Yes. So um, I got in and then I started kind of learning more and going, well, I hate that that's happening over there. Let's fix that. 
hey, I don't like that either. Let's fix that. Right. And then that led into me running for Eastern Regional Vice President in 2012. And then I ran um, last year for First National Vice President. Oh, I was Eastern Region for two terms. Um, And then First National for a term and a half. So now I've been First National since last year. And it has been lovely. It's been a big difference going from the Eastern um, scope into the National scope. So that has been very much an adjustment, but a good one Yeah. of like, okay, I know the Eastern region very well. Okay, but what about folks in San Francisco yeah. whose rents have surpassed New York? Yes. That Can't is real. Um, what about those people in Ashland, Oregon, who work for um, uh, Oregon Shakespeare Festival, who work like 52 weeks out of the year? Nonstop. Oh, their schedule is insane. Right. What about those people, you know, in, in frankly, rural West Virginia where exactly. I work? Like all of right. those, all of that has to be under consideration now. Yeah. Um, and it's been, it's been wonderful. It's been really, really wonderful. I um, am involved with the New York City Central Labor Council as well. I'm on their executive board. Wow. Yeah. They asked me to be a part of that um, because I'm very passionate about young workers and bringing up the next generation. Um, And then I also uh, was asked because of my young worker activism um, to speak uh, on a panel at the Federation of International Actors live performance congress. Mm -hmm. Um, That was... 2015 <laughs> and then I sit on their executive board I sit on their uh, bullying and harassment committee and I also sit on their circus committee how do you have time to do literally anything else ever you know I mean the good thing is is many th- good and bad Many things move at glacial pace, and I get done things as much as I possibly can with being an actor. Right. Um, The Federation of International Actors um, is... They give you plenty of time to do your research, which is great. Yeah. So they'll be like, you have two months to to answer this questionnaire. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. Um, and and it just it all kind of works out, and especially like the the staff at the union are so great about like, oh, you have a callback, we can wait. Right. Or like, I have these are my tech dates. No, no, no. Right. Don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Yeah. Um, so or you know, and we're good about looking ahead and being like, okay, we have you know, this agreement that's going to be expire, and we're going into negotiations for that. So what does that look like? How can you fit into this? And all yeah. That. Yeah. That's still so much, though. On top of Visit Show, on top of being an actor, on top of learning Hungarian, <laughs> on top of having dogs and a house and a husband. I mean, that's a lot of things. It is, but I still have... It's so weird to say this. I, Especially now that we move for the first time, I really have space in my life. Yeah. And the fact... And this has been so, so great, especially for like the equity side of stuff. Mm-hmm. I can kind of unplug and and kick things around in my brain in a way that I haven't been able to before because I'm not rushing to this audition and this equity meeting. I now call into equity meetings and I'm not rushing to this dance class and this class and this class. If I'm coming in, it's deliberate. Yeah. And it's, it's actually been great. And that's how, like, the new Biz of Show platform is coming about and all those changes there. And hopefully Showgirl Skincare will follow in line. <laughs> yes. But, um, but it's, it's been really... Everybody, leave the city. <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> you know, I do think about that a lot, though, of there are a lot of people who live here that hate New York. Mm-hmm. I feel like I hear that so, so much. 
And people feel really trapped here. Yes. But even just seeing that people make it work living in places like Peekskill or Beacon, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a few places about like an hour or so upstate where you can really make a life for yourself and have those experiences that you're probably craving if you hate New York Mm -hmm. and still be in touch with this career and make it to auditions and your life might look a little bit different, but... Mm -hmm that would also be kind of fun to explore how my life looks now that I don't live, you know, in the city proper. Well, and to give you everybody like an idea, Peekskill is the last affordable pocket in Westchester County, Mm. period. You can find in some luxury condo building, I'm talking tennis court, swimming pool, great rooms, meeting rooms, gym. Wow. You can find a, they call it a junior one bedroom Mm -hmm. in New York, but there they call it a studio. And it is the biggest studio I've ever seen. And you can, they start at $36,000. Oh my God. So folks, your mortgage, like high end would probably be like $500 a month. Yeah. So suddenly that $40 metro ticket doesn't seem like a lot of money because you're paying that. And then like our gas and electric are so, it's for... Three months in Peekskill, it's what we paid one month in Astoria. And I have a wow. three-bedroom home with a washer-dryer. Oh, my God. So, it's... Yeah, a condo down the street for me in Astoria for a studio yeah. starts at $260,000. We moved up to Peekskill because we, I, I was like, who would do that? And my best friend moved up. And I was like, oh. that death, death, you're going to die. Yeah, good, good night. <laughs> um, and... And his husband was like, no, no, our cost of living is significantly cheaper than when we lived in Hell's Kitchen, even with the commute and the car. And I was like, what? (laughs) That can happen. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like a great testament to why live in circumstances that you're not happy with. There's Mm -hmm. always an alternative. There's always something else you could do and you might have to think a little creatively and think outside the box and you will absolutely have to do things differently than you're doing them now. Yep. But it could really be worth it, especially if you hate where you're living. Yep. Because no one deserves that. Absolutely. Well, I just love ending on a note of celebrating success. Mm -hmm. And celebrating success is something that I very much associate with you Mm -hmm. because you are one of the people who's really encouraged me to have that mindset. So if you can think of yet another success that you'd be willing to share, I would love to end on that note. I have a huge one from yesterday, and I'm actually so... I'm ner- I'm excited and scared um, to, to share this. Um, this I have been going in for a show that has been on Broadway for five years, mm-hmm. and it is to understudy the leading lady. Mm-hmm. And I have been in and out. Then they'll call you. Then they don't call you. They don't yeah. call you. They don't call you. They call you. They don't call you. They don't call you. Yes. They called again. I went in yesterday, and um, I truly believe that I gave the best work I've ever given in the room. And um, I feel like casting was happy, and we he like communicated as such, and we had yeah. conversations um, about the show and about human being stuff, which I always mm-hmm. think is a win. Yeah, when they can see you as a human. Um, I'm not saying that they don't, but you guys all know what I mean. But when you feel seen, yes, I mean. when you, yeah, that's yeah. a great way to put it. Yes, and not a number. Yeah, and I felt very seen. Um, and I'm trying so hard to not go to the place where dreams go to die aka audition update love it love it but oh man dreams go to die there for sure and i 
I have to say I very much left the audition there and the best thing was um, the the friend from West Virginia waited outside and my best friend was there outside while I auditioned and like just sending all the energy and I think that helped and to finish that that those moments that we had in those room and to open the door and see them there I just like wanted to burst into tears of gratitude and the fact that like I was not in my head I felt really in the moment and I've been working on this material for so long and I very much left the audition there and I feel like yeah, the callback, of course I want that. Like, I'm not going to lie. But, like, it just felt like, oh, God. it. I did the thing yeah. truly to the best of my abilities. And, I mean, I felt this way before, but to feel it again yeah. is such a high. And to have that freedom of, like, I, I'm not questioning myself. I did good work. And we all know how hard it is to get to that spot. Some people yeah. never get to that spot. Absolutely. And, yeah, did I go outside, of course, an audition journal and be like, well, and this could have been a little bit more, but that's okay. That's right. okay. We it's good. Part we of good. The data. Yep. Yes. And I'm just so thankful for that opportunity and for those moments that were created in the room. And, and it just... <sighs> That's such a great feeling because we all know there are so many elements involved in casting and to be able to leave a room and be like, if I don't get it or I don't get a callback, it's not because my work wasn't great. Absolutely. And to like know that is so huge. Yeah. And I really appreciate you sharing that because I know that that's like a vulnerable thing to share and to know that people are going to listen to it. But it's a huge, huge success, and I'm really glad that you shared well, it. Thanks thank for you letting me. so much for being on the show. Thank it's, you. I mean, truly, you can ask Colin, my husband, one of the first things I said when I fully, like, when the idea for this was fully created, I was like, I gotta have Mel Rob on the show. <laughs> I don't know when, I don't know how, but it's gotta happen. And you have such a busy schedule, and I just really appreciate you carving out time for this. Thank you, and it's less busy. Everybody, leave the city. <laughs> And then you too will have time to be on my podcast. I'm serious. If you have questions about peak skill, email me. MelRobSings at gmail.com. This is not a drill. <laughs> She's also on like the board of tourism for peak totally. skill. Like. <laughs> Actually, a friend jokes about that. She's like, are they paying you? I'm like, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not soon. <laughs> I have always loved and admired Mel Rob's perspective and the way she sees the biz aspects of theater and life in general. She balances things so beautifully, and she's a total role model. Especially if you've had serious thoughts about moving out of New York City, I highly encourage you to reach out to Mel Rob. She's clearly happy to talk about peak skill. And if you're feeling stuck in your career, I suggest you check out the Biz of Show. I'm including several links and resources that she shared in the show notes. And I hope, as always, you'll feel free to reach out to me at the dreaded question podcast at gmail.com with any questions. I'm Lily Torre, and this has been The Dreaded Question.